Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning. This is Stephen McCarthy from the McCarthy Project, and we are coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And today we are going to have Dave Trumbo from Stevenson University on the show to kind of give us uh, uh, an interesting perspective because uh, he is going to be one of the first D3 programs that is going to compete against Division I programs in beach volleyball coming up. And... um, I just completed the interview with them, and again, um, it's just a fun time to be involved in a sport that's growing, that's changing. Uh, he's going to be talking about some of the challenges that there uh, is with uh, being a beach volleyball program, not in a warm weather state, um, which I think is kind of interesting when you hear them because you just don't think about it sometimes, that you just assume that you'll be able to go outside, and unfortunately, in, in like in Minnesota's case, for that matter, we'll talk about that as well as if beach does continue to grow and um, stays on the same trajectory, what are Minnesota teams going to do? And, and we talk about some of those situations, but as well, we talk about the future and what it means for young athletes. As always, uh, a young athlete um, should look at life from the love of the game. And we're going to be talking about that as well. And how can, um, young people get in and start to enjoy the experiences that they are presented with uh, and how do they go into uh, playing in college and playing uh, essentially almost like a dual sport and eventually that will change and grow and they'll probably will bring the divisions back and we talk about that as well. Uh, so really this interview I think is much more futuristic in, in, um, in flavor and I think you really enjoy it. It's uh, I, I really enjoyed the time uh, talking with uh, Dave. Uh, uh, it's it's really fun, and I probably am agreeing because uh, we have a lot of uh, like commonalities in the sense that uh, I believe that there's a way to coach uh, athletes and there's a way to coach sport. And sometimes we get a little bit too specialized, thinking that um, we are a certain player or we play a certain sport, and that's the only sport we can coach. So with that, I'm going to go to a quick break, and we'll come back with uh, my interview with Dave Trumbo uh, from Stevenson University.
this is Stephen McCarthy from the McCarthy Project, and we are, again, coming back to this idea of the future of volleyball, you know, as it were, and then the future of beach volleyball. And we've been talking a little bit about, over the last couple of weeks, about opportunities, you know, things that have happened in the past. Um, but today, I think I'd like the show to kind of focus around the future. And I've asked... Um, uh, Dave Trumbo of Stevenson University, who is the first um, college, I guess D3 college, to uh, sign up for the uh, the beach volleyball version. And so I really wanted to have the conversation, like I mentioned in the previous segment, focus on the on the future and what will happen because in this world of college sports, so many times it gets separated and there's the D1 schools, D2 schools, and D3 schools. And so I think it's going to be a very interesting uh, thought to hear uh, Dave's perspective on the future uh, of beach volleyball. So how are you doing today, Dave? I'm doing fantastic, Stephen. Cool. Thank you very much for the time today. I really do appreciate it. It's, My pleasure. Uh, cool. Um, but before we go into uh, um, that your particular subject, I always think it's fun to hear where you've come from and – how you view sport, and how you view an athlete. So if you could kind of um, give us a little bit about where you come from and, and kind of what your your motive is for uh, coaching you know, college athletics. Okay. Well, Stephen, I started um, fresh out of high school, fresh out of college uh, as a phys ed major and um, could not get a job or took a job in a residential treatment facility uh, for 20 years and um, coached all the teams in that uh, facility. We played psychiatric hospitals and other group homes and things like that. And then when I left there, I got into uh, high school sports and coached um, uh, high school volleyball and high school uh, basketball, both varsity teams. And when I started coaching volleyball, I thought that I really knew something found out I really didn't. Uh, I had learned about volleyball and how to coach volleyball in the residential facility. I'd started officiating uh, volleyball. My wife is an international uh, women's lacrosse official, so I was politically well-aligned in the officiating world to, to start um, officiating volleyball, and that led to coaching a high school team um, coached high school for 11 years. Uh, we had uh, a lot of success. And uh, the athletic director at Villa Julie College, Stevenson, is changed his name six or seven years ago to Stevenson University. It used to be known as Villa Julie College. Um, gave me a chance to coach on the college level. And uh, I was actually part-time at Stevenson for eight years. And with the addition of beach volleyball, uh, I am now, last July, I am now full-time. I was a uh, physical education teacher in a Christian school and also was um, coached high school and then moved to Stevenson. And uh, so now in my ninth year, I'm finally full-time. And it's fun because there, it's a interesting, let's take a little tangent here, is that so much of the world of sport today is the coaches are ex-players and they've, you know, were all American on their team. And that just automatically justifies the reason why they're going to be a great coach. And while I don't disagree that there are a very uh, uh, large number of coaches that can come out of that world, but there are a lot of coaches like us 
that really have just a joy for sports and uh-huh. and really know how to communicate, and that is a fair path as well. Would you agree? I certainly would. I've coached just about every sport imaginable, um, soccer, basketball, and, uh, and and I wrestled in high school. I played baseball. I played soccer in college. In volleyball, I'm kind of a self-taught. You know, I don't have a lot of the um, – I think of volleyball differently than a lot of people do because uh, I see it from a different vantage point. I didn't grow up playing volleyball. I never played uh, outside of you know rec leagues. I never played on an, a real team because in on the East Coast, you know, men's volleyball is not you know, very well known, especially you know when I was younger. And see, I actually would agree, I would actually argue that that is a great thing because there are so many people that are brought up within the systems of a sport that they think, oh, that's just the way things go. But when exactly. you have an outside perspective and you have a different, you can see things that other, like, what are we doing this for? Because this is open. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and it really, I have found it to be a, a big um, advantage to me because I actually work with a group of swimmers and I do not claim to be a swimmer. Um, I actually float and can do some movements in the water, but that's as far as I go. But because I'm not a swimmer, I can come in and look at things and say, okay, this is what you need to do to be a better athlete. And I think it's a big benefit um, rather than just saying, hey, I was an All-American from age two and, and uh, just learned how to go from, go from there. But um, um, I can already tell that there's another subject I'd like to eventually come back to in the future is this idea of a different perspective because it is so critical to me for a coach to not be so focused on one particular thing. This is the way that we are. You know what I mean? Or this is right. what we do. I always want to know why is it we're doing what we're doing. Yes. I think the kids want to know why is it we're doing what we're doing. And that way you can sell them on a certain philosophy and a certain uh, tactic or strategy if you can uh, tell them that we're doing this because. <laughs> and so when, then when they understand it, then they'll buy in a lot easier. Yes, yes. Because um, – and I would just – challenge people for the sake of this discussion if you want more information just take a look at what we're talking about because it really is uh, a true thing if you go off and coach another sport like I was working with one of my clients this morning um, who is a volleyball player and we were talking about arm swing um, and I'm saying well this is the same as in basketball this is where it meets exactly the same position he's like oh it's the same thing yeah, it's just a different sport. That's all it is. So from that standpoint, we'll leave that subject. But we were talking about the future of volleyball and related to beach, which uh, has some very uh, cool ramifications because you're one of the first, like so, or the first D3 school to uh, kind of bring it in as a as a um, approved sport, I guess. You're part of the athletic department. Yeah, sponsored. Yeah, sponsored. Yep, sponsored. And then what was kind of the motive, first of all, to make that step? Because as being the first one, there always has to be a really big motive. Well, it's it's interesting because most every athletic department, it's the volleyball coach that's pushing for this. But it was our athletic director. Our athletic director is very progressive, uh, Brett Adams, and he really um, – status quo was not okay with him. 
you know, because most athletic directors, they've got their sports. We have 27 sports at Stevenson University, you know, and he saw this as a way uh, for, number one, we've been to the NCAA tournament five years in a row. So we've done fairly well, but he wanted – he thought – and I agreed, you know, that adding beach volleyball would really improve our indoor team. Uh, it would get a different type of athlete to look at us, you know, someone that maybe would like, rather play both than going D1 and playing only one sport playing yep. indoor. But, boy, they could come to Stevenson and uh, play uh, beach. And, of course, um, he had another motive that we also added men's ice hockey three weeks later. <laughs> and so he, there was a, <laughs> and so there was a lot of things that went into it, and and the fourth thing was uh, we had been talking about me becoming full time for you know, a number of years, and uh, this in my mind was the best way to come full become full time where you know one sport is so interrelated in the other because in Division three most all coaches have a second job you know within the department, and uh, usually it's not two sports but my. My um, sports are so interrelated that uh, a lot of times, you know, a recruiting trip will include beach and indoor players. So let's talk about uh, the the future because as now it becomes the NCAA, you know, has announced the championship, which, you know, I know that there was always the coaches' championship, and but does that change anything? Um. With us competing against all Division One and Division Two schools, um, I think it's a great step forward. As far as our players, we're um, you know it's going to be difficult this year. You know we are basically, and the first I've talked to a lot of different beach coaches, and boy, the beach community has just been fantastic. Any times I would call uh, coaches and ask them questions, and you know how should we start and things like this, uh, they've been they've been fantastic. Uh, but the um, players this year are, are going to be all my indoor players, and which is and the top first year is really is is fairly difficult. Uh, and what we're seeing, I mean, our girls are so excited. And in Division Three, Stephen, in the non-traditional season for indoor, you're only allowed five weeks. All of a sudden, I have three months. And I'm going to have yes. the same players, so yes. you know an advantage. An advantage there. We're interested in improving, and beach is such a different game than indoor. Uh, and but of course we're in Maryland, so we're putting we're putting our beach courts in right now. But we <laughs> you know, there are no there are no indoor facilities in Maryland. There's none. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have found a, one indoor facility in northern virginia that has one court that is within a hundred mile radius and that's what the ncaa says that if you are going to train you have to stay in with within a 100 mile radius uh so we're going to go down there at least a couple times to be able to play in the, on the sand uh hopefully it'll get warm enough for us before we go to, to for our first matches down in florida <laughs> uh that we can get outside well the funny thing is that you're talking to somebody in minnesota and uh, <laughs> and uh, so we do have we have a one indoor facility as well, and uh, it was just put in within the last year or two as well. And mm-hmm. it's really um, an interesting thing because when the summer comes with the ten thousand lakes, man, you got beaches all over the place. But right, right. You know, with uh, this time of season when everybody's getting rolling and getting started with practice, we're still going. It's just getting cold now, you know. <laughs> And we got another six, seven weeks before it starts to warm up. But um, so now that we're kind of 
talk to them about the kind of the challenge. Is there any other challenges, do you think? Do you, oh, my I, goodness. I <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, you know, first off, you know, we're, you know, our athletes are good, but we're not Division One type athletes here. Obviously, yeah. we're, you know, we're Division Three school, uh, and these girls are used to winning. Uh, so yeah. it is, it's going to be a challenge in, in that respect. But we're looking at, you know, the way I'm addressing it with my team, this is an adventure. This is historic. This is the first time, number one, the first time in the school's history, and then the first Division three school in history. Uh, so we're going down to Florida for during spring break, and the NCAA says you have to play on eight dates. Uh, so we're going to pick up five dates during the spring break. Uh, yep. Then we're going to go down to UNC Wilmington, brand new program. Yep. Uh, they're also going to, Coastal Carolina will be there and a couple other Division One schools that don't have um, beach yet, but they're talking about it, uh, will be there. And then we're going to the um, Fiesta on Siesta, Siesta Key. Uh, and what's interesting, Stephen, they're talk already talking. Of, the ABCA is talking about partnering with an event, uh, with an event group, to uh, sponsor a small college beach national championship oh, cool. to encompass all the the Division twos and yeah. the Division threes. And right now, there's really only two other Division threes. See, that's what's cool about it is there really does seem to be a kind of like a groundswell uh, of people that are really interested in making it fly. You know what I mean? It's not like there's a lot of, uh, what's the word, um, pushback or, you know, saying, oh, that, uh, you're giving you all the reasons why it can't work. Right. It was, you know, a landslide approval by the athletic directors, Division Three at their convention last not this January, but last January, and one of the spearhead people that were spearheading that was our athletic director, and you know it was a no-brainer. You know, people thought it would work, and the the list of school. This, you know, I was at the convention in uh, the ABCA convention in Omaha, and they said it is the fastest NCAA growing sport in history, because we are up to in four years up to you know over 50 teams. And then the list of teams considering it is is phenomenal. Well, and I think that's interesting. From it really does have a lot of and, and the funny because how I came to the sport, you know, it's kind of not like yourself. I didn't come through. Oh, I've been playing volleyball since I was two. You know, all that kind of stuff. I just enjoy going outside and anything that I can think of to get kids outside and running around enjoying the outdoors again. Is fantastic. If it means volleyball, great. If it means going to a zip line, great. If it means going outside and training, fantastic. Just getting outside and enjoying the sun, and it just really does take a whole other uh, uh, aspect that I don't think many people think about it. I I couldn't agree more, and uh, and that so they're they're not sitting and. Uh, <laughs> We are, and I was talking to our equipment uh, manager, and, you know, we were ordering equipment for the team and the coaches, you know, and I got through the winter coat. (laughs) And and, uh, he goes, what are you going to eat? I said, well, it's going to be cold in mid-March when we're trying to go outside because, you know, we asked the kids to block their schedule uh, to try not to take classes between two and four, the warmest part of the day, when we could go out and practice. (laughs) You know, you just don't think about it. From that standpoint, but um, anyways, so now, 
as we go looking into the future now, so now we've kind of laid the groundwork of kind of the challenges, I suppose, of growing something that uh, uh, is, you know, still relatively small in the grand scheme of things, but yet still growing. When you look into the future, do you see, you know, it becoming something like in Minnesota, you know, they've got like Mayak, which is a, is the, is like the, the group of, you know, 10, 12 division three schools in Minnesota. Do you see them kind of picking up on it or do you see it saying, okay, this is going to be the other thing? Well, it, it's going to be difficult because um, now what they're talking about right now is that the in division, especially division one, there's only eight weeks that they can actually compete, you know, from the first Thursday in March into the first weekend in May when the national championship is and wanting to have it in the early, early fall and in this in the spring to expand because all the other sports their competitive um dates are a lot more weeks uh as far as you know so could it be, and the reason why it's only 8 weeks is because where it's been played a lot of times teams can't practice yet but i think the indoor facilities are going to pop up um, uh, because they already are. I, I really do think the indoor facilities are going to pop up. Nebraska has a beautiful indoor facility. Yes, Nebraska. We don't like the Cornhuskers. We're from Minnesota, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are the. Those are just. No, we're not talking about those guys. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, well, see, anything that's going to give your indoor team an advantage, and I think it's going to give an indoor our indoor team an advantage. I, I really yeah. do, and and you know all, everybody I talk to how how well you read, how well you move, um, you know, your all around skills on the court, your mental toughness. Uh, I've got a guy, you know, one of the club coaches down here says that you know I take the kids out on the beach, and that's how I decide to pick my indoor club team because if you complain, you don't, you know you don't want them. But, but yeah. you on the beach, you can't. It, there's, it's the same for both sides. There's no sense complaining because it's not going to change anything. So those are the mentally tough kids that are the ones that are out on the beach. Well, the funny thing is, is that there actually is a lot to be said. I heard one time said that, well, in indoor, you can make a mistake and take three plays off, you know, because right. while you're processing all through all the bad things that you just did. Where in beach, if you do that, it's three points later and you're done. You know, almost, you know, you really can – steamroll real fast if you don't mentally strong enough to mm-hmm. make a mistake and move on make a mistake and move on uh it's a it's a it gets exposed real fast right well i, I think the teams are gonna are gonna pick it up everywhere uh because of uh it, it's relatively easy sport to, once we put the courts in you know and and I think, and like the statistics from the ABCA, uh, when it started in 2011, um, everybody was playing both. And then it got, after a year, 64% were playing both. And now, after four years, and the schools that have been in for four years, only 40% of the kids are actually dual sport athletes. Uh, I think that on our level, we're going to have more than that um, in the future. And, it, and that's what's so exciting. You really don't know uh, what's going to happen. But. Um, They'll, we're hosting. We're putting in courts, and we're hosting uh, the 23rd and 24th of April. Uh, Carson Newman uh, and Lincoln 
uh, Memorial, who is a first-year program, are coming up on a bus together, and then we're having another club team because I know Rutgers Newark from New Jersey uh, has been talking about it. So they are not going to have it this year, but they're going to come you know, for, down for a tournament, and we're just praying that the weather's good because it could be beautiful or it could be, or it could be horrible. But it's an open house day at Stevenson, and the women's lacrosse team will be playing at night. We'll be playing during the day, so it's going to be a big event. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what type of uh, gear would come up about around beach volleyball during cold weather. You know, what if, <laughs> you know they'll come out there with their, uh, you know, 42 layers of compression and then uh, long tights over the top and then a jacket and We'll see what happens. But they, the girls have to look the same. The partners have to look the same. Whatever one wears and the other one has to wear on that particular court. And to tell you the truth, the people that are going to be cold are the coaches, yeah. not the players. Once those players start moving, yeah, they'll be fine. It's the coaches. I've been in there all these years, and I've always said it's a great – when it's pouring down rain, I'm saying it's a great day to be a volleyball uh, coach. Nothing now I'm worse than the spring when it's 45 degrees and rainy. That yep. is yep. the worst yeah. weather. And so, yes, so uh, I just think that there's so much more to talk about, but unfortunately we've come to the end of the time. Uh, if anybody's interested in getting a hold of you, uh, how do they go ahead and get in connection with you? Well, go on the Stevenson University website, stevenson.edu, and uh, you know, cl- you know, click on uh, women's sports and uh, beach volleyball or um, indoor volleyball. And cool. uh, they've got my number, and I'll uh, be glad to talk to them. A lot of people now are reaching out to me because we're kind of the, you know, we're in front of this. So now they're saying, yeah. well, you know, what do we do? So we're, you know, we're a trendsetter, and we're trying to help other people too, you know, all for the cool. good of the sport. And it is, and it is, because, and the word of, this is going to make great, I think, little segue is that ultimately it's the love of the sport, and that's the reason why mm-hmm. we do it. It isn't about whether it's beach or this or whatever you want to name the sport. It's because it's just the love of playing and participation. Yes. And it's funny because um, I did realize this because when you're in the world like we are today, it's almost like with ESPN now, it's become too much of a business and whether you're playing or not playing and whether you're a starter or not. And, and really it's just for the love of the game. Heck, if I could have played – basketball or volleyball in this case for four hours a day and get paid for it essentially by a little bit of discount on my school. I'd have signed up on that deal. Who would want to go to Florida for nine days? All expenses paid. This is division three. And these kids are bouncing. They're so excited. Uh, It is true. It is true. All righty. Well, thank you, Dave, for coming on the show today. I really do. You're welcome. Wish you all the luck. Thank you. Like I mentioned, if you uh, enjoy sport, you've got to really see the coaches that we've been talking to over the last uh, two, three weeks to see that there is a opportunity out there for young people and to get involved in a sport like beach, 
to go to college, enjoy the college experience, enjoy playing sport, um, and uh, it's fantastic. So uh, if you'd like more information, like I said, get a hold of uh, uh, Coach Trumbo at Stevenson or get a hold of myself uh, at 612-741-0982, or you can reach us at our website, themccarthyproject.com, and that's all spelled out. Uh, Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, always, always love your sport and pursue elite performance. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.